Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, actor Blaine Weaver, to the show. Welcome, Blaine. I'm very happy to be back on your show. The fact that you're there, it makes it a good thing. I'm happy about it. That's sweet of you. I know, because we haven't talked in, was it three years now? Is it, it's been, that sounds about right. Yeah, because we talked about uh, my last movie, Six Month Rule. So that, that's that right. sounds about right. I know. So we're, we're going to talk about your, your new movie coming up in a quick jiffy. I want to make sure we mention it at the end, because then it'll be more in people's minds than what we're going to talk about now. Although it's great what we're going to talk about, which is Peter Pan. You know, that's the big thing. Everybody loves Peter Pan. You know, there's always new movies and musicals coming out. But you are currently the voice of Peter Pan for the Disney company, and we all kind of heard you for the first time as Peter Pan in Return to Neverland that came out in 2002 as a theatrical release. So, my gosh, that was a long time ago. It's Very a long weird. time ago. It's like the best <laughs> gig anybody's ever had, ever. I mean, <laughs> A, it just keeps going, you know? And like uh, like every few months, I'll get a call from, you know, Disney, and it'll be something else they want to do, whether it's uh, something at the Disneyland parks or... Uh, you know, a video game or something. Actually, I took a, a Disney cruise a while ago and uh, I was having dinner with my friends that I was on the cruise with and all of a sudden I heard my voice, you know. Up, <laughs> I looked over and the walls were like animated and Peter was flying and I'm like, that's me. That's so cool. That's <laughs> Nobody else knows it's me but me, but that's me. I'm very lucky that Disney uh, has been happy enough to, you know, let me continue doing it. And I know you've told me this story maybe like three times now, but just for our new listeners, can you talk about the initial audition for Peter Pan? And- I really lucked out on it. Like it, it was a crazy uh, turn of events because basically I went in to see my agent in Los Angeles to kind of complain and say, you know, I haven't had a lot of auditions the last couple of months. It's like, what's going on? And, you know, as an actor, you do that, you check in, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she was there and she looked at her desk like frantically and she grabbed a piece of paper and looked at it and she's like, here, go down the hall and audition for this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, and so I went down to the voiceover department and they were auditioning for Return to Neverland. But um, one, they were basically voice matching all of the characters to the 1950s film, uh, the original Peter Pan. And in that original film, uh, the lost boy Cubby was voiced by uh, a grown-up, you know, and he he kind of had like this goofy kind of voice. So they were looking for a grown-up to do that. And I went into the audition, and I'd never done a voiceover audition before, and I, I started doing it, and uh, I just felt so silly. I'm like, I'm sorry, I just can't do this. But, you know, I can, I can do a kid's voice. I can do Peter. Like, I love the movie Peter Pan. I could do that just for memory. And they're like, yeah, okay, you can audition for Peter. So I auditioned for it, and it was just like, for me, I just did uh, 
Wally Cleaver from Leave It to Beaver. I, I don't know. I'd probably outdate you a little bit. It outdates me as well. But uh, And then I left, and I didn't hear anything for months and months and months. And then I get a call from the voiceover department of my agency, and they're like, is this Blaine Weaver? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, did you audition for Peter Pan? And I'm like, uh, yeah, like six months ago. And they're like, well, Disney wants to read you. They, you're, you're like one of three that's up for it. Wow. And I just couldn't believe it. And like my agency, they didn't even make a note that this guy had come in, you know? So like Disney <laughs> called, they had no idea who I was. I can't believe they were able to track it down, you know? Um, but anyways, I went in and I got it. And then uh, we spent about two years making that movie. I really didn't know that it was going to come out with me in it until it came out. And uh, from then on, it's all history. And every time Peter Pan looks like the 1950s Peter Pan, it's me. And my other favorite story is the the song recording session. I think you're a fine singer, Blaine, but Blaine doesn't think he can sing. And this is like bogus, but go ahead. Why don't you tell the story? It's a very nice thing of you to say, but it's just not true. It's just not. (laughs) It was, it was, that was a comedy of errors. It really was. Um, Because, well, first of all, you know, they, they usually call you and say, you know, hey, Blaine, uh, Disney wants to book you for Thursday. Are you available? And I say, yeah. And then they check with Disney and they come back and they're like, all right, you're booked. Right. And for this particular day, they called me and checked my availability. And I'm like, yes, I'm available. And they're like, great. And then they, I didn't hear anything back. So on Wednesday, I'm like, hey, uh, do you guys still want me to do this on Thursday? And my agent was like, no, I guess not. They didn't call and book you. So I'm like, all right, well, then I'm, I'm going to the beach. So, you know, let me know. Anyways, I go to the beach, which is about as far away from the recording studio in Hollywood as you can possibly get in Los Angeles. And I'm supposed to be there. Like, they check my availability for 10 a.m. And it's 10.30. And they call me. And they're like, where are you? You didn't. They didn't book me. What do you mean? And it was this whole miscommunication with my agency and stuff. So first of all, I'm like an hour and a half late, right? So I went into this thing having told them, yeah, I can kind of sing. And, you know, I did, I did children's theater grew, growing up, and I've, I've been in a bunch of musicals and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I get there, and they're already mad because I'm late. <laughs> and it's like this total professional, I mean, obviously it is. It's Disney. They do everything top notch. But it's at Capitol Records, right, which is a lot of people's dream, not mine. I have to, the, the, the guy who's in charge has to stand right in front of me and, like, move his hand up and down, kind of showing me when to go higher and when to go lower. And But apparently somebody bigger, some director or producer in the deal decided that it's kind of charming that Peter Pan doesn't sing that great. <laughs> so I had to keep going back and doing more singing, and it was horrible for everybody involved. They Actually, there was a scene where they, uh, they wanted me to sing with the other Lost Boys, you know, who were all actually kids. You know, they were all between, you know, like probably 6 and 12. And... Uh, we were all singing together, and I was in the back kind of singing, and they stopped us like just right as we started and said, Blaine, actually, can you get closer to the mic? Oh, sure, okay, sorry. And I kind of pushed through the kids and got right on the mic, and we started singing again, and they stopped us pretty quick and said, actually, Blaine, move back a little bit. Move back to, <laughs> to where you were. So I stopped and moved back <laughs> to the back, and we started singing again. It took me back to my children's theaters days when my director would tell me, just, just talk it, Blaine, just just talking. <laughs> yeah, I keep going back to your movies. I'm like, the ones that you make, and I'm like, okay, where's the musical number? I'm waiting for it. I'm <laughs> yeah, waiting for it. You'll be waiting an awful long time. <laughs> you know, again, about Disney and how just awesome that company is. Like, 
they really put thought into who these characters are, you know, and like, and you know, they, they stick with the same voices as much as they humanly can, which I think is great. Like every time I record Peter Pan, they record it with a specialty microphone that's from the 1950s. That is the same mic that, you know, they recorded the first one on because it has this certain quality, this almost tinny kind of quality that, you know, uh, helps with the, the 1950s, you know, kind of kick. And it, like, I, I love that, that like Peter Pan is always American, no matter what, you know, country you're in. Peter Pan is an American kid from the, you know, with that 50s kind of, ah, gee whiz kind of thing. I, I love that they stick with that, you know? I like how they they softened Peter's personality a little bit in Return to Neverland because he'd been through a lot with Wendy and and Michael and John, so it was just a different Peter Pan from that standpoint. So did they go into a little bit of dis- of a discussion with you on that? Well, I think I think that's totally legit, but I feel like part of it was just that the t- time is different. You know, it, it's like two thousand two is. A, a lot different than 1953 and, you know, attitudes and whatnot, you know, about the boys will be boys kind of attitude. And Return to Neverland was really, you know, a, a, a female centric, you know, story. It's like Jane was really, you know, she was the, uh, she had the big fight in the end. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it was really a woman power kind of story. So I, I feel like was not to lose uh, Peter's occasional jerkiness you know what I mean because it was very it's very easy to sugarcoat it and like totally forget that you know he's a boy and you know he doesn't really understand girls and blah 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 and uh and I think there was a certain point where we we were recording and it got to PC if that makes any sense and you know the directors were like you know what we can't forget that you know Peter's a little rough around the edges so it was more about bringing it back than softening him do you know what I mean like I think just because of the, the nature of uh, Jane not taking any guff from him. It was already different than Wendy, you know, who like mm-hmm. uh, who tolerated his uh, his <laughs> uh, machoism a little more than Jane does. But if Peter were to get another movie, because Tinkerbell's getting a lot of movies now, which is wonderful. I love Tinkerbell coming into her own, and she has a voice this time around. Um, but if Peter were to get a third film, what do you think would be a, a fun premise to put in for that film? Well, you know, that's a, that's a really good question. I, I, I tell you, I, I had a, uh, I just did a, a video game for them um, the, the other day. And yeah, I, I can't remember the name of the video games, but it's the things where you have the little figurines. Of, you have all these characters and you can be Iron Man or you can be, you know, Star Wars or you can be, you know, Peter. And, um, you know, they, they were doing this video game and I asked them about it because I, I wasn't familiar with the video game system. And they're like, well, the fact is, is like Peter is still like one of the most popular characters, you know, of the Disney brand, you know, and it's like always with the costumes, always with the merchandise and, and people just really like Peter. And I certainly uh, I can say he's my favorite. So I any any story where Peter is out there swashbuckling and, uh, you know, battling Captain Hook. Uh, I'm. I would be totally on board with. I think there's, you know, there's a million stories that you know Neverland can offer. I, I'd like to see, you know, more of Neverland and like some of those characters there, like you know the mermaids and whatnot. As long as I don't have to sing too much more. Well, if you had a bag of pixie dust right now and could go anywhere, where would you like to fly to? <laughs> what a good question. If I could fly, I think I'd have to go to London to do the Big Ben flyby. 
Ooh. I think that's, that's the thing that you kind of have to do if you, you get that <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. And, and again, as I said earlier, there are so many adaptions of the Peter Pan story. Is there one that comes to mind as one that is your absolute all-time favorite besides the ones that have been created by Disney? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, to me, the, the big screen live action adaptations has all, have always lacked, um, the light, the fun of the cartoon, you know, it's like, because when you look at it for real, it's a dark story, you know, and, uh, and that's fine. I have nothing against, you know, a, a little darkness, but I, I really like, the levity and the fun that Peter is, you know, in, in the original cartoon. Um, so nothing really gets close to it for me. But, uh, you know, I enjoyed seeing Robin Williams fly around. But now you're you're making your own movies, of course. Last time we talked, we were talking about the six-month rule, and now you have cut to the chase. Talk a little bit about the uh, synopsis and, and how maybe some of us can actually see it at some point. <laughs> well, yeah, totally. The cut to the chase is a... Uh, southern film noir thriller and it's kind of, it's about this um ex-con who's uh, kind of a deadbeat and i play that part <laughs> and uh but he's got this younger sister who always watches out for him she's a lawyer and she's always bailing him out of trouble and then she suddenly disappears and he doesn't know if it's because of some of the uh bad habits that he has or some some of his criminal past or what but he has to go through the uh into the underbelly of this criminal world in this Louisiana town to try to find his sister. So it's very exciting and it's edgier seat. It's uh, it's a really fun film. But it's a really cool like group of people and it's, uh, it's a different movie for me. My other three films that I've written and directed have all been romantic comedies. So uh, for sure, for sure. And everybody should go and check out the trailer on cuttothechasefilm.com. Um, the movie isn't uh, out yet. We're doing film festivals. We've been winning awards and getting great reviews, and we'll probably be doing that until about November, December. But I'm hoping that uh, in the beginning of the new year, it'll be out and people can go see it. Thank you again for coming on the show. I, I'll make sure I put the links below so listeners can follow you on Twitter and Facebook and head to the Cut to the Chase website as well. But before we leave, I have three new Disney questions I always end with all my guests. I call them the Fab Three. The Fab Three. Yeah, so we'll start with the Donald one, which is, as a child, what Disney film was your favorite to see in the movie theater? I actually, the first one that came out that I really enjoyed going to see in the theater was Little Mermaid. And uh, yeah, I really liked that one. And our goofy question, what Disney character, besides the ones from Neverland, do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? I, I gotta go with uh, Jiminy Cricket on that one. And he'd just hang out and give me advice. And then I, when I didn't listen to him, that'd be fine. <laughs> I wouldn't mind some good uh, conscience be your guide advice once in a while. And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Well, it's kind of cheating because it's I got no strings. But I'll tell you this. I My star turn as Pinocchio when I was 10 years old, <laughs> kind of the, the beginning of my uh, legit acting career, 
best role I ever played. And I actually, I can do, still do that little thing where you jump up and click your heels. I learned <laughs> it for that. Well, thank you again for coming on the show, Blaine. And I hope there's another Peter Pan project in the works that we can talk about soon. That would be really, that would be really great to see Start him back in the theater. letters to Disney immediately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is great. It was great to talk to you as always. Scared. I'll have my friends right there. These are the things we lost boys do.